0: Welcome back to the final part of our NBA 2022-2023 season preview. Just like last year, we had our normal season preview. We had our gambling season preview. And now we have our fantasy basketball season preview. Another one of my favorite things to do. Uh, We're bringing in an expert this year, the same expert as last year, except on a new level now. He's an NBA insider. He works for the NBA. He has a lot of NBA knowledge. Uh, we're calling him G League, Jake G League.
1: Welcome to the I should not have said that before <laughs> the start of this recording.
0: Uh, Mr. Pledge Mile, Jake DeGrucio was on here last year to go over some fantasy basketball with you uh, for you guys. We had a pretty good, uh, pretty good record. I don't know what to call it, but we did pretty well. We had some good picks. Um, If you want to remember what they were, go and listen to that podcast, because I don't remember. Um, Yeah, no, not a clue. I promise. I promise. Take my word for it. Um, But NBA, Jake G League, um, How are we (laughs) doing tonight? I didn't get a how we do (laughs) it.
1: You know, uh, I've been better now that I realized I just gave myself a new nickname. But uh, other than that, I think we're chilling. All
0: right, Jake G League. I kind of laid it out the same as last year. Uh, we're going to go through some sleepers, kind of guys we feel like are getting drafted too low or have low expectations that we think are going to be valuable to the fantasy basketball landscape this year. Then we're going to go into busts, pretty self-explanatory. Yep. Players we think are getting overdrafted or players that we just think are going to plan out suck in general. Then we got our breakout. So those are already relatively established names or relatively established fantasy basketball players that we think are going to reach the next level, whether it is to become a star, whether it's become a top player or whatever, just a breakout in general, you know what the word means. Uh, and then we're closing it out with our dynasty watches. Just guys, if you're in a dynasty league, you're going to keep your eye on or just guys to watch their situations watch their play because we think that they have a lot of potential just maybe not right this minute okay that's all said jake league are you ready to go into this
1: i'm ready when you are steven steve side go side
0: even s league um okay we're gonna start like i said with sleepers um who was your favorite of all favorite sleepers coming into the year that you're the most excited you're like oh steve reached out to me to do fantasy basketball again this is the guy i want to talk about who is it yeah
1: well uh i got three solid picks i'd say um i'll jump right into it i guess the first one i have uh jordan clarkson just Mm -hmm. because he's already been a six man of the year candidate or if i believe he might have already actually won the board yes yeah and um with that he's Also on the Utah Jazz, who just completely exploded and just completely demolished the team, I don't know who their leading scorer would be this season if not him because he was he was already putting up Colin Sexton probably
0: the one of the two.
1: Yeah, and Colin Sexton, like you know, he's he's decent, but I feel like Jordan Clarkson was putting up better numbers than he was when he was coming off the bench. And that's the thing. He was coming off the bench last season. Like now he's definitely going to be a starter. Like, I don't know who else they would start over Jordan Clarkson. Like you got Mike Conley out there who's like withering away and you got like. He'll be he, traded. Yeah, he probably will be. He's the last of that like solid team. Um, But yeah, no, Jordan Clarkson, his first pick. Definitely want to be a guy that you can try and pick up in like a like seventh, eighth round. Maybe, he maybe like a little bit.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, anyway, moving on um oh, number... we'll start
0: we'll start with one we'll switch off i want oh okay okay all right on. yeah we'll that actually that's it. how we did
1: it last year so yeah that's oh, fair
0: relax relax uh because yeah. i want to comment too because i like the pick uh it's going to be a theme throughout a lot of what i'm going to be talking about for a lot of these shitty teams mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're not teams you want to bet on yeah they're not teams you're really going to watch on a week uh, nightly basis but when it comes to fantasy there's opportunity on these crappy teams that are going to be tanking uh, your OKC Thunder, your Indiana Pacers, mm-hmm. your, your Houston Rockets, and of course your Spurs, and of course your Jazz, the two of the worst. Uh, there's going to be so much fantasy potential on these teams because someone has to score. This is the NBA, uh, and I think that's why uh, Jordan Clarkson is a good um, option, especially I should have prefaced this again uh, when we first introduced uh, the podcast, but Jake G-, G League is actually our points league expert. Um, And Jordan Clarkson is a very good points league player. He puts up a lot of points himself. He does a lot of the little things. And that's the kind of guy you're looking for. Whereas I'm more of a categories guy, I may not necessarily love Jordan Clarkson because he's not really getting me a ton of rebounds, getting me a ton of assists. But he's chipping in in certain things. He's getting you a lot of threes, getting you a lot of points, decent free throws, decent percentages. Um, But anyway, I just wanted to remind everyone of that. But, yeah, I agree. I like the pick. There's going to be a lot of value on the Jazz this year. I love Colin Sexton, too. I agree. Jordan Clarkson and him, I think, are going to both be valuable, especially thinking uh, Conley's going to get moved. The question is, is does he get moved? That's a little bit of a worry. Who, Clarkson? Yeah, because if he goes to another team where he doesn't get many minutes, that would be the only issue.
1: Yeah, that's true. I feel like between Conley and uh, Clarkson, I feel like Conley would be the first to get traded, though.
0: Agreed. But you yeah. never know. They could just blow it up and trade everybody. Yeah,
1: that's, that's true. I mean, we've concern. seen it happen before.
0: One concern, but the re- I do like the pick. Uh, the first one I'm going to go with is another guard, more so a point guard on a very <laughs> bad team. Um, I'm going out east uh, for this one, down to the bottom of the barrel, uh, down to Washington and their new starting point guard, who they brought in from the Denver Nuggets, Nuggets, Monte Morris. Uh, They drafted Johnny Davis in the first round this year. Uh, No one knows if he's playing point guard, shooting guard, small forward for them. But what people do know is that he stinks. He's really bad. He's the worst rookie uh, of the entire camp in in summer league and preseason. He's looked god awful. And it looks like a typical wizard screw-up in the draft. And now, obviously, they, as you know, they've been relying a lot on Ish Smith. starting like, yeah, that's – dude, guard he pack. was
1: starting for the Pistons back in the day. Like, not even back in the day, like a few years ago. That's just not the guy. It's not him.
0: It's the guy you bring in when you just like, all right, we are out of options and we don't want to start a guy who's, like, coming off the street. Let's just sign <laughs> Ish Smith to, like, a one-year $400,000 deal and he can, like, run a competent offense. That's the yeah. guy – um and you know what people still had him on their fantasy teams
1: yeah yeah he was a waiver wire pickup drop guy a lot a lot of exactly
0: because you know what he chipped in and i'll tell you monte morris i was a huge fan of him through all of his years on the nuggets he's a very 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 solid player he's going to get you 15 points he's going to hit you threes he's going to excel in your percentages and he's going to get you elite assist numbers playing alongside bradley beal and he's going to chip in and steals and even rebounds he does absolutely everything he's not going to get blocks but what are you going to expect out of your point guard um and i think it's just new opportunity a lot of people see monte morris and they don't like it doesn't click in their head like oh yeah starting point guard on an nba team but that's what he's going to be this year and he's probably my favorite of all favorite sleepers in the entire league. yeah no
1: uh just like clarkson he's he has experience coming off the bench and he was still putting up numbers. Um, What I also like about Morris is that he's uh, united finally with Kyle Kuzma and they're both like, like childhood friends. So, you know, there's going to be some chemistry there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they like I, I went. I don't know when exactly, but when they were kids, they always said that they wanted to play together in the NBA, and now it's now it's a reality. So oh, uh, some... you
0: know what? I actually I'm just gonna pretend like I did know that, so I can be like, oh yeah, I'm an expert. Monte Morris, <laughs> this, this, this is part of why I chose him.
1: Yep. Yep. Fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, no, that's a solid pick. I I I've always liked Monte Morris. Great guy. You could rely on to run like your second rotation, and now he's gonna be you know up there with Bradley Beal. Um, definitely gonna be getting a lot of assists because Bradley Beal can like drop like 38 game. Like it's nobody's business. Um, and, yeah, I guess I'm honestly more so just excited for him to see how he does, like, commanding and offense on his own. Well, not, obviously not on his own with Beal, but you know what I mean.
0: You know, well, he also he also did have some experience, obviously, doing it last year, filling in for Jamal Murray. Like, he pretty much – That ran... is true. Obviously, Jokic, like, had the brunt of the offense for Denver, but um Monte Morris still was their starting point guard technically last year, and he did a solid job.
1: Yeah, it's probably why the Wizards started getting their eyes on him like during his time like filling in for murray but yeah uh so i'll move on to my next pick i suppose um so over here in uh in the west again uh i got desmond bain because desmond bain i mean he's he's only been in the league two years but in his second year he doubled his points per game average um on top of that, he was once again like not a solidified starter for the Grizzlies throughout his entire tenure there so far. Um, but now he's officially in the starting lineup. Like he's going to be like their shooting guard or or small forward, wherever they want to throw him. He could kind of play like almost any of those positions. Uh, he's a young up and coming guy. Was all rookie in his first year. Um, there's really not a lot you could say bad about him. He's good on defense. Gonna he can you know, I, I mean he's not he doesn't have anything extraordinary on offense, but he's not a bad player by any means.
0: No, I, I really like this pick. I love him as a player. And in terms of a categories perspective, he gives you elite production and not only threes as one of the best three point shooters in the league uh, and free throw percentage as well. He doesn't miss a free throw. Mm-hmm. And he's really good in steals. I think, I don't remember, I don't have yeah. the numbers no, right really in front of steals. me, but I want to say he averages like one and a half, which for steals is incredibly valuable in a fantasy league. Um, so, and just in terms of not even talking fantasy, just how much I like the player. I really like Desmond Bain. I, if you remember, I brought him up last year. I don't remember what point I brought No, up. I remember that. I, I either I don't brought know him up for type, dynasty yeah. or I brought him up for something, but I said, Watch I think out.
1: it was dynasty. Actually. It
0: probably was uh, a lot of my dynasty guys actually, like it was also Alprin Shangoon, um, who I'm going to talk about later. Spoiler. Well, I
1: might have to talk about him too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, to oh, talk about let's, too.
0: let's get ahead of ourselves because yeah. I want that guy.
1: But, Slow down there. So
0: spoiler alert, whoever I drop as dynasty plays, they're going to be good. Um, but yeah, uh, I can't say enough good things about uh, Desmond Bain and his value in fantasy too.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: for my next pick, I'm going uh, hometown bias here. Um, I'm a Maryland Terps fan, as many people know, um, and probably the, the best player to come out of our program in like the last five years. And specifically since I've become a fan uh, is Jalen Smith. Uh, he's a power forward and he's very special. Uh, he started his career with the Phoenix Suns and now he finds himself in Indiana. Uh, where he is the new starting power forward of Indiana, he's going to be starting alongside Miles Turner. And there's the very, very real possibility Miles Turner is not on that team in two weeks. Correct. And if he is gone, way, way, way more opportunity for Jalen Smith. But you know what? It doesn't even matter because Jalen Smith is going to be getting 30 minutes a game. He's going in like the 10th, 11th round of leagues. And what he did when he went to Indiana last year, he got traded towards the end of the year from the Suns to Indiana. He took over starting role at power forward after uh, Miles Turner was hurt, and he played alongside DeMontis Sabonis until DeMontis left, and then he took over the role pretty much completely. And he averaged 14 points, nine rebounds, a block a three great percentages. Like, this guy is do-it-all type of level fantasy. He's, not, he's definitely a huge Cats guy. He's still going to be good in your points leagues as well. And there's only upside for me. I don't see him being worse than those numbers he put up in Indiana for the limited time he was there and i i love the player again this is a personal like i've seen this guy play now for like 6 years and i know he's got it and he's got that three point range again which as a big man is super valuable
1: and yeah, you know i'm not going to lie i i am a little bit surprised by this one not because of uh his the lack of his and any of his abilities he's, he's a great player and you know everything you're saying i entirely understand just, he's not really a player that i've really ever he's never really ever gotten on my radar per se you know i feel like he doesn't get talked about as much as uh, players in his return turn
0: sleep yeah that's true that's true, I, that's true.
1: I guess that's i guess that's a really good point because yeah i mean i've been sleeping on this guy apparently too i haven't really <laughs> seen much from him i mean to be fair i i mean i guess didn't really get much minutes in phoenix but still i mean that's a great pick i'm looking at his stats right now and he's only trending upward and yeah miles turner's not going to be on that team for very much oh, longer let's be real right that's a good pick i like that one a lot opened up my eyes a little bit all right, I'm uh I'm gonna uh, head into my final pick. And this is a player in the east. When he's not paying child support, he's pretty solid on the court. I'm going with Charlotte Hornets power forward PJ Washington. I like that. I like that. See, PJ Washington, I mean, he was already like a pretty decent player. Like he was like he wasn't like double double caliber just yet, but you know, he's he's solid, he's decent, but he was also sharing the like or splitting minutes if you will with miles bridges who is very clearly and very evidently no longer in the league so you have him coming into that full starting role as a power forward like he's not gonna have to compete with minutes for uh compete with anybody for minutes um and you know aside from Lubello and terry who are really good at scoring uh in the points league pj could be pretty valuable because he's probably the only one that can really score inside the paints uh consistently uh, you got gordon hayward who's like withering away both in his hairdo and in his, uh, in his game, you know, he's not that same guy on the jazz and Mason Plumby. He is pretty valid. He's, he's pretty, he's pretty solid. I won't, I'll give him that, but, uh, he's also getting a little uh, on the older side, PJ, PJ Washington's like fresh legs and he's like only only trending upward.
0: And he's had, uh, I don't want to say experience, but in the past he's put up valuable fancy numbers when he's been given the minutes And Mm -hmm. the minutes have basically been the issue for him. And like you said, now with a gaping hole, at power forward, thanks to criminal activity, Mm -hmm. uh, P.J. Washington is going to have a real opportunity there. And it's not only that, that's another, another, I think, going to be a really, really bad team with incentive to play their younger players. And LaMelo is going to be missing uh time to start the year i think they're going to get off to a bad start and realize all right w- like you said what's why is miles plumley here like or mason Plumley? <laughs> mason what do, mason i don't even care <laughs> why is this plumley here because it's a waste of our time like we know he's the solid okay player but like go help a contender plumley like we're not that mm-hmm. we're ready to play the young guys eventually the lakers yeah honestly uh he'd be a good foot he's a i like him as like a player or just like a
1: role player play Mm -hmm.
0: that's a game like i think like how
1: brooke lopez is on the bucks now yeah and like
0: how zubac is on the clippers yeah yeah that's a that's a better example um but like do it on a good team that's all i'm saying and Mm -hmm. i think i think turning it over to pj would be smart and eventually i think mark williams too is going to get a shot at center and i think they're just going to commit to the young guys and pj like you said he gets the points he gets blocks and threes he's a very similar to jalen smith honestly he mm-hmm. has rebounds, decent percentages. He's a very, very solid all-around fantasy player. So if he gets that opportunity, I like that pick a lot.
1: Solid. All right. uh,
0: for me, where we're going to close out this section real quick, I'm going to give my last player and then I have a couple just more notes that I want to touch on and then we're going to talk about them together and then move on. All right. uh, Sounds my, nice. my last sleeper-specific player that I want to touch on is Josh Hart of... Uh, do you know what mm-hmm. team he's on? I'm going to... Quiz you Trailblazers. Hit. Okay, you do.
1: Dude, so, I like that pick a lot.
0: So Josh Hart, as everybody knows, whenever he's been given starting opportunities in the NBA, he the guy not only like can pour in points, he could hit threes, he can get steals and blocks as a guard, the guy averages like eight rebounds. Like he got the guy is just athletic, and as a guard, he does so many things that not many guards in the league can do. And he's finally what it looks like going to get a real, real opportunity in Portland this year.
1: Poorly okay. depleted.
0: Yeah, they're depleted. They're looking for energy guys. They're looking for guys who are going to try on defense to put alongside Dame, to put alongside Nurkic, and they named. They pretty much. I don't know if they officially named him a starter, but he's pretty much going to be starting for them, uh, whether it's at shooting guard or small forward. He has one of the jobs locked up. They haven't really decided if they want to bring Amphrini off the bench or not, and mm-hmm. start like a Justice Winslow. But he's going to be starting at small quarter shooting guard either way. And like I said, the value he can provide in so many different categories, you're getting him in such a late round because everyone sees Josh yeah. Hart. they are like, oh, like he's probably coming off the bench. Like the same thing as always. Like whenever he plays, he'll be yeah. good. But you're getting that right away, I think, in Josh Hart this year. And I think he's going to be a val- very, very valuable fantasy player.
1: Yeah, no, he falls, off, he falls off a lot of people's radars. I've always liked Josh Hart. I've always kind of concentrated on him a little bit. Um, But yeah, no, exactly. The Blazers are just, you know, another one of those teams where it's like, holy crap, you have nobody on your team except for like one guy who shouldn't even belong there. Um, So now it's, yeah, Josh Hart's time to shine. I, I don't, I, I could see them starting Anthony at the two, but Josh Hart will definitely be playing small forward, I feel like. And then that yeah. sort of gives him a little more flexibility to, uh, to you know, I guess yeah yeah, exactly do his thing restructure his offense into something that is more beneficial to him and the team I like to pick a lot
0: I think they've hinted at like Anthony might be like a cool spark plug off the bench like six man Mm -hmm. type of thing but either way he's gonna get a a nice chunk of minutes for that team I think
1: yeah absolutely
0: all right before we move on uh in terms of sleepers this wasn't a player so I didn't have it as one of my picks but I just (laughs) did want to say like the spurs i just want to say spurs. <laughs> spurs
1: no can no one can name like players on the spurs dude like it's bad their but best like, player is devin Vassell and like Keldon johnson
0: but like and like, oh, don't forget your guy Jakob Pertle. Oh, Jakob Pertle. Yeah. Kipurl, yeah <laughs> he's probably dude. the only guy who's been like on a fantasy radar the past few years. And I didn't I don't even like Pertle that
1: much. Dude, he's not that good. But you he know? always gets like put up at, everyone like all the analysts think he's gonna be like the sleeper on the Spurs. He's like the last one that's gonna be a sleeper on the dang spurs. So
0: who I'm gonna be talking about is everyone but Yaka Pertle. And you brought up two of the names. I think Keldon Johnson is getting drafted way too low. I think I mean he played yeah. for Team team USA, he has a lot of potential. Pop loves this guy. He's somebody's got a score for them. Like yeah, you know, dude, someone has had, to put the ball in the hoop. Yeah, like I think he could average upwards of twenty points per game, and he does all the little things too for your cats and uh, points leagues. I think he's going to be a very, very huge fantasy player this year. You brought up uh, Devin Vassell. I don't know a ton about this kid. I'm not going to lie, but I know he has. He he's going to be their secondary scorer. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to put up a lot of points, a lot of threes, I think, and a decent amount of steals and blocks for a guard forward. And I just think he's another guy that everyone's like, "Oh, I don't really know this guy." Like he's slipping to you very, very late in drafts. He's someone you need to watch. And their starting point guard, Trey Jones, again, it's a guy that it just sounds like a backup point guard. It's like, yeah, it home. does like, sound
1: like a backup. You just point assume
0: guy. he's the backup point guard, but he's going to be starting, playing a lot of minutes. And as we talked about with Monte Morris, and we talked about with Ish Smith, starting point guards are valuable. He's going to get assists. He's going to score a little bit. He has decent percentages, and he is a point guard who has um possibility of averaging a lot of steals. So I think he's another guy to target. So just, just watch the Spurs.
1: The Spurs. The Spurs. It might be painful to watch, but watch the Spurs.
0: Watch the Spurs. Um and the other other like main like brief topic. I'm sorry if this uh takes away from any of your other picks later on. But it's just rookies. I think the rookies this year are getting incredibly undervalued. Oh uh, yeah. While Hallow's going relatively late. I think he's Keegan gonna, Murray. He's, yeah Keegan Murray is going to go late. Both of them I think are absolute stars and I think a year from now, they're going to be going like mid-third, fourth round, just like very, very valuable guys. And you're yep. getting them late just because they're rookies. And Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey, all these guys, you're getting them super, super late. just home to- Holmgren. You don't <laughs> want to draft him. That's sure. But I will talk about him later. Spoiler alert. Um, Ooh. But, yeah, I just think there's like a tax. You're almost like it's an opposite of a tax you're paying on these rookies. People are like, oh, they're a rookie. Like, I don't know if they're going to put up fancy numbers. But the past few years, the rookies have been excellent. And I think the league just keeps getting better and better. Mm -hmm. And these guys are going to be relevant. I think Paolo is literally already going to be a superstar. And he's going very, very late. So watch the rookies. That's my other uh, sleeper thing. Um, And then last but not least, what's your take? I didn't have a spot for him. Uh, ah, you know what? I'll save this just in case.
1: Oh, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll sneak peek. We'll talk about them. We'll
0: talk about them in the bus. It's a little okay. bit we we'll talk about them in the bus. All right. So we'll right, move on. Good. We'll use that as a nice little segue. Um, two bus. Uh obviously this is, these again are players that are just getting drafted way too high, or players with big names that we just sort of think are gonna stink or won't be as good as they their name lives up to. Um, who was your biggest bust of the year?
1: My uh, I'll say my biggest bust for the last of my busts. I just want to get this first bust out of the way. Okay. Just like it's clear the air. Ben fucking Simmons. Dude, right. I'm so tired of this guy. I swear to God, dude, he's so overrated. <laughs> he's also on the nets, which is just a reality show in and of itself. There's literally more news about their like stuff off the court than there's stuff on the court. Like uh, Kyrie's going to do something again. Uh, Katie's going to do something again. Like but Ben Simmons, guys, he's. Ugh, in a points league, you want guys that can score. Ben Simmons can't shoot for to save his life, and not to mention he's never averaged more than sixteen points a game. Like can't dice, hit, can't hit a free throw. Yeah, <laughs> no, literally, you struggle's at the line. You got, like, <laughs> enough with the Ben Simmons. No, no, he gets steals though. Come on. Okay, yes, yeah, steals. Look, look, <laughs> in categories, that's probably great. But like a steal, like he averages like the most he's averaged is two point one steals per game that is like maybe six points in points league. like, <laughs> yeah. it's just not valuable enough.
0: No, I, I agree. I'm so off him in general. Um, learn how to shoot a basketball then come talk to me before I'm picking you on any of my fantasy teams um, in a cats league. You're right. He might have a little bit more value, but only if you're uh, building your team a certain way, are you going to want him? Because if you have Ben Simmons, you're automatically going to lose free throws every week because he stinks he doesn't help you in threes whatsoever he doesn't really help you in points and he for blocks as a point guard he's okay because he just he gets more than most point guards but like you need to be building around assists rebounds and steals if you want ben simmons that's the only logical way and even then i might just say i don't like this guy i don't want to put my teeth that's where i'm at with him
1: same it's thing so much extra baggage ben
0: yeah and the same thing kind of goes this isn't my uh my biggest bust but i'll talk about him in a similar vein here it's a guy i actually really like a lot love uh, the guy himself but in terms of the actual basketball play he just flat out sticks and it's draymond green <laughs> <laughs> it just, we saw it in the postseason last year he's now punching his teammates
1: dude oh my god
0: i'm sorry i just don't want a guy who averages six points five rebounds, and five assists on my fantasy team. And I get it. I get it. In the past, a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago, this is somebody who had elite steals, elite blocks. He hit threes, and his percentages were good. But he doesn't do any of that anymore.
1: No, dude, he's on the decline hard.
0: He doesn't contribute at all in basically any category. He still gives you okay steals numbers and okay blocks numbers, but you can find, like, replacement-level players who won't tank other categories for you. So I'm just completely done with him in terms of a fantasy uh, perspective. But God, I love the content he gives me and I love the guy. <laughs> like, keep punching your teammates for me, just like entertainment. Yeah, a, a lot of drama. Yeah. In terms of fantasy, stay off my team. I don't need the techs. I don't need the suspensions. I don't need the phantom warriors sitting on my mm. stay
1: away. Yeah, no, that's just too much. There's a lot of players on the Warriors that you should draft in fantasy, but Draymond is not one of those players. All right. Yeah, uh,
0: he's, a, he's a guy, I think a lot of people will just take based on the name alone oh yeah
1: no literally it's like and that'll oh. go into
0: one of my later on
1: busts. yeah me too actually yeah oh. I'm well why don't you super. give it
0: give that one first give we'll that see.
1: one first well this is also my biggest bust oh all right all right cool 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 anyway the, the the other bust if you will um he's on a new team this coming season which is sort of partly the reason why i have him as a bust i'm going with christian wood so Christian Wood, like he he puts up, he's put up really good numbers. We 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 cannot deny that. What we can take a look at though is the teams he's been on. Every single team he's been on has sucked. <laughs> like like it's been god awful. I mean, he played thirteen games for Milwaukee like two years ago. But, like, that's the most he's had, like, like ever as far as success on the team. His first season was on the 2015-16 Sixers that had, like, maybe, like, nine wins. Like, that was his first – that was an int- – welcome to the league, man. <laughs> and then uh, then he went – you know, he had some success in Houston. And, and, well, it started with Detroit, I guess. But then, like, you know, went to Houston, got better. Now he's on the Mavericks. And he's not even starting. Like they're, they're starting JaVale McGee over him. That's a whole nother. I'm not even going to get into that. That is just <laughs> preposterous What that's that whole situation is doing over there. But Christian Wood, he's finally on a good team. I don't know if he's going to be able to be the spotlight guy that like, you know, puts up these numbers he's been putting up because he was sort of like in the same situation as, um as like Jordan Clarkson, where like, he's like the only person on his team left. That's good. So, like, someone had to put the ball in the hoop. He's like the Spurs. Christian Wood is one of the Spurs. He just – has someone had to put it in the hoop when he was on the Rockets. That's how it went. Now he's on the Mavericks with Luka freaking Doncic. Like he's, he, I don't think the scoring opportunities are going to come to him so easily.
0: No, they're not. Um, and I think the, you touched on the biggest point of why I do not plan on having him on any single one of my teams. It's that he's coming off the bench. And I still think he's going to get a decent chunk of minutes off the bench. they will probably only play like JaVale McGee, like, Fifteen to twenty minutes before he has an asthma attack. Still, it's not. I I don't like to pick people that aren't going to be guaranteed a ton of minutes. And actually, I do like Christian Wood the player, definitely a little bit more than you. But in terms of actual fantasy opportunity, I don't really see it. I think also I don't. I think this is coming out uh, after our gambling pod. But I do actually have a little bit of money on Christian Wood to win sixth man of the year that I don't think that translates necessarily to fantasy superstardom in my head. I was like, Oh, he might average like 15 and eight off the bench, which would be pretty cool for someone coming off the bench. But Mm -hmm. in terms of Christian wood, you're expecting 20, you're expecting 10, you're expecting threes, you're expecting blocks. And I just don't see those numbers translating um, into his new role in Dallas off the bench.
1: No, yeah, he's definitely gonna have a decline. Uh,
0: My next one, Um, is actually this one's probably my most controversial pick on my entire card tonight Uh, last year I had Chris Paul as a bust Uh, just that was probably my most controversial one and I don't think he was necessarily a bust Uh, so I had that wrong so we'll see if I'm wrong again here but something in a similar vein I'm going DeMar DeRozan Um, I, I just don't think demar can do what he did again last year
1: i don't hate this i don't hate this it's
0: another year older for demar i love him so it pains me
1: yeah i love but him like so.
0: i just he i just don't know he had one of the greatest seasons like anyone could have ever predicted for demar Derozan last year in terms of luck, in terms of just
1: mid-range crazy,
0: crazy things he was hitting and it's just i just don't think it's replicable and even if it is replicable, man In terms of category leagues specifically, I think if he puts up the same numbers he did last year in a points league, you're very fine. Like, you're very happy with that. But in Cats, dude, he doesn't hit threes. He doesn't get steals or blocks. He's okay in rebounds and assists, and his percentages are fine. But, like, he gives you points, and that's really it. And it's hard for a guy who's averaging, like, 24, 25 points to not chip in in the threes category when you're building a team Because normally you're coinciding, okay, my points and my threes, I need them to kind of correlate. And when you're building a team, it's really, really hard to construct around DeMar DeRozan. So definitely a a negative uh, pullback on Cats Leagues in particular. But I really just think he's due for a regression in general. That's why I have him here.
1: Yeah, he's definitely due for regression. I I see, like, he's definitely going to be on a decline. I don't know if I would personally consider him, like, a. it really all depends on when you draft him. Is, is is when he is he's getting drafted too early
0: to my, for my like
1: yeah okay that, that I can agree with I don't think he's going to be like he should not be a third or like second round pick he should be not maybe not even fourth or fifth I could kind of understand but um yeah no I, he's definitely going to be lowering his stats this coming year so, who is for, the big bust? Who yeah, is- the big bust, the big bust is another guy that I feel like gets drafted just because of a stupid name. We got Tingus Pingus Christops Borzingis. That's our that's that's my next one. He's guys, Borzingis sucks. Like, can we just get over it already? Like, can we please just accept the fact that Christops Borzingis, who had like a few good years on the Knicks when he barely even played games, Christophs was Christophs walked so Zion could run. That's how that's how they deal with their you know off court, you know. Issues, but um, look, Chris Abbreu Porzingis, he puts up like roughly like twenty-ish points a game. That's good. That's solid. All right. I'm not gonna you know not gonna shit on that, but um, he's 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 on the Wizards now, and I I just don't really see him fitting into the Wizards scheme, especially with the new additions that they've had. Like I I Bradley Beal is their scorer. mate Morris is gonna be you know grabbing assists. Porzingis will maybe get you rebounds. But, like, that's about all he's going to be really good for. Like, I, I don't see him – like, he's another person that's not even so much due for a decline. It's just we all know what's going to happen. Like, we all, we all we all know he's, like, only going to be getting worse. He's – I don't know. He's just not the same guy he was in the Knicks, man. I just don't really – I mean, I
0: hate him. that guy. So, I like Vic. I, yeah. I don't touch him anymore in terms of fantasy. Um, you can talk about him all you want. I was listening. I don't think I heard you mention, but the guy just, like, can't stay healthy either.
1: Like, yeah, no, that's that's another thing. You're going to be dealing yeah. with him on the IR for, like, four weeks at least every season.
0: You bring up all those, like, concerns about his actual play on the court, and I'm just like, all right, maybe for, like, a guy who I know is going to stay healthy and play, like, 70 games, maybe. But for a guy who might play, like, 30, 40 games for me, stay away. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, and, it's not worth it. You know what? You quit on the Knicks. You, I'm not drafted. Yeah not on any of my fantasy teams that's for mm-hmm. sure um mine was different i was hoping we would have the same one and like have like a ah moment you yeah. didn't have it um but I, I for you're not gonna like this but you will like it because my biggest bust of the year is russell oh. Westbrook.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah dude He dude like what is going on over there in la man he's, so like... he's,
0: he's like officially coming off the bench that's yeah the and listen let's not draft this guy, huh, please? Like, let's not do it. Because, okay, maybe in a points league where he might still put up a dis- decent amount of stats, maybe, but in a categories league, bro, field goal percentage, tanked, free throw percentage, tanked, can't hit a three, he doesn't get steals or blocks anymore, and he doesn't score anymore, really.
1: No. He just he's runs just around.
0: Kind of, he's just kind of really bad as a basketball yeah. player, <laughs> put it plain and simple. Dude, and, yeah. It's just a guy who, like, people are, like, seeing in drafts, like, ninth, 10th, even 8th round, and they're like, you know what, Russell Westbrook, like, he could put up stats. Like, let me dra- grab this guy. But I think there's a possibility by the end, of, by the midpoint of the year, the Lakers are like, okay, you can't play for us anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, I don't
1: know how long he's going to be on the team anymore, and I don't know who's going to take him either way. I don't think anybody else would take him. So I might think just get, like, point, a buyout. At that point, you're picking someone in the 8th round who's never
0: going to play basketball again. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's similar to Draymond where it's like, it's, and again, as you said, um, it's just names that are, people are like just, oh, I see that name. I pick up because I mm-hmm. trust him. But this is a guy you do not want on your fantasy team whatsoever. I just think it's, no, just, sir. it's just recipe for disaster. And you're not going to be pleased.
1: Russ is about to follow in Kemba Walker's footsteps, guys. Like Yeah, it's, that's it's... that's
0: honestly a great example of something because I, I actually had Kemba on one of my teams last year. And I was like, <laughs> oh, like I like Kemba. And I was blinded by my Knicks fandom, but like he stunk and I was just like, and by like three weeks in, it was just a complete waste because yeah, he doesn't played like football anymore. Um so that's a great example you brought up. Don't um, draft him either. No, don't draft I think he might retire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe don't draft him. Um, The only other note I had on bus um, before we move on, uh, it's somebody we already talked about and somebody we didn't talk about. Just don't draft these guys. I see some people do it. Some people have done it in my leagues. Just why are you wasting draft picks on Miles Bridges and and Jonathan Isaac? What are we doing, guys? Jonathan Jonathan
1: Isaac? Isaac, Dude, oh my
0: god. I love Jonathan Isaac, but he hasn't played basketball in like three years, and no one knows where he is. (laughs) is There's been no updates. No, no one knows. I have no idea when he's coming back. This guy's a published author. I don't think he's concerned about getting back on the (laughs) board. And even if he does, dude, the Magic are like kind of good now. Like they're not going to play him.
1: So, yeah, they're not going to trust the guy who's out. for They like, just MIA in so, the middle of nowhere. Just
0: do me a favor and don't pick either of those guys. Miles Bridges, dude, he's like going to be in prison. Here yeah, he's going to be in jail. Fantasy roster? This he's going to literally gonna, be in jail. He's not going to be playing basketball this year. And if he is, you run to the waiver wire and you grab him for some crazy reason. Like, why are you drafting him? Please Yeah, dude, Yeah, uh,
1: dude, that's a, that's a disgrace to the fantasy game.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. I just had to get that out there. Um all right so we'll move into our last like real category here in terms of this season and in terms of uh the fantasy landscape affecting this year. Uh it's breakouts. It's players we think are going to take the next step, become the next big thing not only on the court but for fantasy game as well. Who is who uh where do you want to start here?
1: Uh I kind of want to get my first guy out of the way because I think you are you, you're not going to you're gonna to totally see this coming, but um, my guy is uh, an up and coming, an up and coming stud, like an absolute unit on the freaking court, man. Like this guy can flash, he can he can spin, he could turn, he could like layups, threes, he could do it all. And he's only got three uh, three letters, S G A. Shy Gilgis motherfucking Alexander, dude. He is him he is him as, as a dedicated Thunder fan. He is like, he was like the one reason for a while that I didn't want to like just die watching my team. Like now that we got some other guys too, but like shy, dude, Oh man, dude, he averaged 20, almost like he was 0.5 away from 25 a game last season. And not to mention he had like five assists, and five rebounds, dude. Like that's like pretty good numbers for a, point guard you know like and he has such a different play style to him in the sense that like he's not like super fast and run and like cut to the basket like russell westbrook but he's also not you know like shake and bake like harden and chris paul he's kind of in the middle of that you know he he could do a little bit of both which i think provides so much more versatility he'll be able to play as a small forward almost in the point guard position and dude he's he's gonna go ham this season all
0: right here's my thing i i Love SGA. He's amazing. I think mm-hmm. he has what it takes to be like a top 10 player, top 15 player in the league. Like he's that good. Are the funders just gonna tank again and tell him to sit, dude? Like, is it gonna happen again? Hey,
1: hey, <laughs> say, listen, I know Victor's out there, and I wouldn't be mad, but but um dude, come on, you know better than anybody your team's gonna tank. No, I look look, look, look. They're gonna tank, but like. Not, it's not going to be like instantaneous they're going to see how these guys do and like some of them are going to pop off because someone has to put the ball in the game if he pops off they'll be like shit we have to bench him <laughs> <laughs> not not early on not early on I, I this is like a week like week like 18 week 19 type of like situation you're describing hopefully
0: right hopefully
1: yeah no they're um, going to want to they're going to want to try and cause, dude as jake chi league our Thunder coach is a G League coach. He knows how to develop players. He's gonna want to, you know, see him take the next step.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. I was just playing devil's advocate because I also have a Thunder for this category. Ah,
1: uh, okay, all right, yeah. Because uh,
0: so I'm going Josh Kitty, the guy, uh, Giddy, the other guy.
1: Giddy up, superstar.
0: Um, This guy, I talked about him enough last year. I talked about him enough on the hoop beans in general. Special guy, MBL product, straight out of the MBL, the greatest league in the world. And oh yeah. He, he's been dominating. <laughs> In the offseason he dominated the summer league he's dominated the preseason now and he honestly he kind of dominated the league last year for until, mm-hmm. he, until he got air quotes hurt because again the thunder were like oh my god this guy is too good we need to bench this we <laughs> Dude, need we to bench so we can tank it's nonsense and mm-hmm. i'm worried about it happening i brought it up about uh your guy sga and i'll bring it up again here it might happen again they might bench him but you know what at this point in both categories, in both points, he's doing everything for you. He shoots the ball okay. He gets rebounds. He gets assists. He gets steals. He gets blocks. And he gets triple doubles and
1: mm-hmm. double doubles
0: a lot. And for a point guard, a shooting guard, or wherever you have him playing, he does a lot of things that a lot of guys can't do. And I think he's going to be doing a whole lot more of that this year with a whole lot more responsibilities on the Thunder. So I think you could expect a top 30, maybe even a top 20 fantasy leap for a guy like Josh Kitte.
1: Dude, I think Ben Simmons thinks he's Josh Giddy when he's yeah, not. Like the like, same similar play styles, but Josh Giddy actually. Both puts Australian. It both yeah, Australian. that's true. Damn. One of them actually time.
0: played for their national team, Ben Simmons chickened out.
1: Yeah, makes sense. He does that a lot. <laughs> All <laughs> uh,
0: right. Next one.
1: Uh, it's, is it my turn? Yeah, your turn. Oh right. Yeah. You just did Giddy. Duh. Okay, so the next one – you're going to love this one. My next one <laughs> is the boy Alperin Sengu. Me too. That was dude, what let's was. <laughs> go. Let's go. Dude, it's because, dude, like the, we, we saw what happened to Christian Wood on the Houston Rockets, and the Houston oh, yeah. Rockets are like honestly arguably one of the worst teams in the NBA. Actually, not even arguably. That's not a debate. They are one of the worst teams he's in the He's going to have so much opportunity. On literally. The, like, he's just going to sit there, and things are going <laughs> to happen. Like his numbers are just going to go up from just standing on the court because, like, there's literally no one else who could play center on that team. Dude, he reminds me of Jokic. It's
0: mm-hmm. weird. I mean, mm-hmm. it sucks to compare a guy to Jokic because Jokic is unlike everything we've ever
1: Jokic seen. Jokic vibes, Nurkic vibes.
0: Yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to say he's going to become that good, but like dude, this guy can pass the ball. He could mm-hmm. shoot the ball. He can rebound the ball. He could block Quick. the ball. He could steal the ball. He could do everything. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I've loved him ever since last year. I touted him as a dynasty guy. I have him in my dynasty league, and I'm really excited to see what he could do for me this year. I couldn't agree more. I'm I love his fantasy game. And I love his opportunity on that team. But like you said, no Christian would go off Alperin. Yeah, literally. Uh, so we both – I mean, that's both of our guys. So we can kind of – I guess you can give another one. Why don't All you right. One?
1: Sounds good. Uh, so my last one, um, I feel like this is sort of uh, not too surprising, not too shocking. I got Jamal Murray because uh, he's coming back into a team uh, that's – I like they may think that they've gotten better. I feel like they sort of just shifted the same sort of type of roster, just with different role players. Like now they have KCP instead of Monte Morris. That's like, I don't really see that as an upgrade. I sort of see it as like a, okay, we're we're just, we're just trading like that. There's not really much levels have raised from that. Um, Raise the roof. You just did a raise the roof. Yeah. I did raise the roof. They're not raising the roof. They're just keeping the roof the same level. Um, and then uh, you also on that team, you, now you have like Aaron Gordon and like Michael Porter Jr. is a nice – Michael Porter Jr. is valid. But like aside, aside from him, it's Jamal and Jokic. Like it's always been like that. We saw Jamal in the bubble. It was like one of the most amazing performances of basketball I've seen in my years watching it. Um, I think he's, you know, he's going to take a next step. He's probably going to boost his points per game because he's never really had too much of an – Not a wowing level of average, but uh yeah, no, that's my that's my final pick. No, because I think that's interesting
0: because I feel like a lot of Jamal Murray's stardom has come from that run in the bubble, and that had nothing to do with fantasy. I mean, that wasn't a fantasy time of year. Mm -hmm. And pretty much ever since then, he's been out with a torn ACL. Uh so ever since he really made his leap, he's never really burst onto the fantasy scene. He's always, he always used to be relevant, but I feel like you're right. He's never really taken that like next level into superstardom. And I think that he has a possibility to do that this year.
1: I feel like he's definitely, I almost feel like he's due for it. Maybe not this year, maybe not this year, but definitely next year. Cause obviously, you know, come back from ACL. That's something to definitely consider. Maybe by the like midway point of the year. He's yeah. Yeah. All-star break. Yeah. All right. My last guy got a little home cooking
0: again. I've been, if, iffy, wishy-washy off and on about this guy all offseason, whether I've been happy the Knicks brought him in or upset they brought him in. But you know what? It's the beginning of the year. It's a new season. It's a fresh start. Why not buy into your guy? And Jalen Brunson is going to be special. This guy, what he did for the Dallas Mavericks in the postseason last year when Luka Doncic wasn't playing, was borderline special he was putting up over 20 points per game lots of assists he gets steals great percentages from a point guard borderline elite level percentages from a point guard because he shoots well from the free throw line and he he has a great field goal percentage and you know what i think this guy is going to be in the most improved player conversation that was a big topic we had in our uh gamblers pod last night um I really, really like Jalen Brunson. And you know what? Before last year, he wasn't fantasy relevant at all. Last year, he became relevant. People started to pick him up and they're like, all right, this guy is like put up decent numbers. Like he would average, I don't remember his exact averages from last season, but he didn't do a ton. I want to say like around 13, 14 points and a couple and like five, six assists. Uh, You can confirm that for me while I keep talking. Uh, But I don't know. 16. 16. But better than I thought, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I can I think I might expect 20, 21 points from this guy this year, along with seven, eight assists, decent production in the other categories. And a lot of why I'm saying this is because Tibbs, horrible coach, he's he's going to play Brunson like 30, Dude, like forty minutes. minutes. Game. So, like, I think a lot of stats production is going to come of it. He's very, very small. He's. I think he's going to be very, very durable and something somebody you can rely on for your team this year.
1: Yeah, I'm not too surprised by this pick, Steven. I don't I don't I don't dislike it, but uh, you know, it's sorta of like how can you not take an extra step or and take that big leap when you're in the position you are being Jalen Brunson? Like you got a huge deal from the Knicks. They they are committed to you being all in on their starting point guard. You're the starting point guard for the New York Knicks. Like there's a lot of pressure that comes with that, but I feel like it'll be pretty easy for Jalen to like live up to it.
0: He's also the best point guard we've like had in like third
1: year. Yeah, it's true. It's like the last <laughs> like real point guard you've had like in millennia. I don't remember the last one. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, so the only other note
0: I had in uh, the breakout category that I think are worth talking about um, are three guys that I wouldn't say or like. I'm glad we didn't have them because it was almost too easy for this conversation. But I do want to like shout them out real quick. It's going to be guys that I think are going to be all over uh, the most improved player conversations because they were already stars last year. And as we saw with John Morant, kind of taking that uh, leap from star to superstar. Uh, they were really big in consideration for that award. And I think these guys are going to be super fancy relevant. They're getting picked really high and everyone kind of already knows it. And it's baked into their draft price. Uh, it's Anthony Edwards. I think this guy is going to be like the next big thing uh Tyrese Maxey as well I think everyone knows that this guy is burst on the scene and Cade Cunningham for the Pistons I think everyone saw later in the year last year how good Cade is and how much of an impact he can have not only uh on the court but for fantasy stats and fantasy players as well I think those are the three big names
1: yeah Anthony Edwards. I mean that giveaway dude that dude's dropped the dude was dropping like 50 points a game like like not Average, but like he would just come in and drop 50 on random teams, like it's nobody's business. Like it was like you know, just warming up. A dude can take a team's lights out, like snap as, the, as the kids say, he's yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he is him, dude. Anthony Edwards is him. Feel old saying that, yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's definitely not my uh, my first choice, but still, it fits the description. Um, but yeah, wh- what was the other two? Uh, we had. Have- Kate Cunningham and Tyrese Maxey. Ah, okay. Tyrese Maxey is someone who has surprised me very much because I just, when he sounds like the backup point guard's name, that sounds like the name of a backup point guard. Like, so when I first started seeing him, like, you know, put up numbers and stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe he's just like, maybe he's just really good because he's on the system that he's, that he's on. Like, I don't, I don't know if he would have put up those numbers if he wasn't on the Sixers, but now I see more of them and I see the Sixers are giving him that respect of like being their starting point guard, playing alongside James Harden, you know, helping out JL Embiid when he's inside the paint. Like those are big responsibilities and he's been handling them pretty, pretty well, I'd say a lot better than I thought. So another really solid, solid option and Kate cutting him another, I feel like another dig giveaway almost because like the, who, who, like, Who's gonna compete with Cade Cunningham scoring on the on the Pistons, bro? Like, who who else is gonna be putting up numbers like Cade can on the Pistons? Sadiq Bay, I love Sadiq Bay. Okay, that's fair. Oh. Actually, I forgot about Bay. I
0: I have a lot of stock in Sadiq Bay this year. I forgot about Bay. Forgot but, about Bay. I mean, in terms of um handling the ball, though, he's a catch and shooter for most of it. So, like, not somebody who's gonna be competing with touches for Cade that much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cade's gonna be running the offense. Like, Sadiq will be there for like you know the open open man or something like that you know
0: i had a scenario play on in my head i don't know how well you're into uh nba awards um as you know i'm like an enthusiast our most improved player i've already mentioned that award <laughs> at times on this podcast alone let alone the gambling podcast we did where we broke down the award um but it's like a known fact that like second year players don't really win uh most improved player um so i had this like thought and I think Sadiq Bey is going to be really good this year. So I think him and Cade, there's a possibility both of them get really good. They help carry the Pistons to like the play-in, and they're like, "Shit, we can't give it to Cade," so they might just give it to Sadiq Bey. Crazy, dude, be,
1: crazy. That thing. would be a that'd be a wild that'd be a wild narrative, dude. I don't Detroit hate from it. the ashes.
0: But is I, I really, really like Sadiq Bey that much, and I like Cade Cunningham even more. I think both of them, and I like a lot of the moves they made. I talked about this on other pods, but. Bringing in Bogdanovich, I think, is good of that, good for them. Drafting Jaden Ivey, drafting Jalen Duran, I just like the Pistons a lot this year, just in general.
1: No, yeah, that's that's. I mean, I don't know the odds on that happening, but if it did, that'd be fucking incredible. I would not be mad at all. Yeah, that'd just, that would actually blow my mind if anything. But still.
0: <laughs> okay, before we move on and close out the pod for Dynasty Watches, this is the guy I mentioned back in the beginning when I said oh, I'll bring him up later because you know what? You can mention him for sleeper. You could mention him for breakout. You could mention him for bust. And I wouldn't, I, I still don't know what I'd say about him. Uh, what is your breakdown perspective? What do you expect from a fantasy point of view from Zion this year?
1: Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. See, I, I actually do think Zion's going to have a good year. I just don't know how long it's going to last. Because, dude, I don't trust him, dude. He's like a poor Zingus, dude. I, I, I don't know how many games he's gonna play. He's not someone I would want to draft and take that risk. I mean the reward is great. And I like I said, I think he's gonna do even better than he the, the year prior that he played. But um I don't know, man. Zion's just got so much extra baggage. There's a lot of these players, man, they just have so much extra baggage with them where it's like you're not even just thinking about how they're performing on the court, it's like, oh I gotta think about this and this thing and that thing. It's like, come on, man, like just like like just, just help me win. Like please. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's been a theme throughout the podcast where I usually say, like, I got to stay away from these guys, but something about Zion, man, it draws me in. It's like, I kind of want to mess around with having him on my team because he's going relatively, like, fair where he'd go. I think he's ranked, like, 48th on ESPN, like, 38th, and that, like, to me, that's baked in with the injury
1: risk because, like, without that, I feel like he's a top 20,
0: top 15 guy. Am I crazy? Yeah.
1: No, no, I mean I don't know about top fifteen, but definitely top twenty. I, I kinda like him top fifteen. I love Zion. When he, if you if you take away all of Zion's health issues, he yeah, he's 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 him. He's him, Steve. He's he neutron. <laughs> he's him in neutron. But um yeah, no, I, I I just I'm not as high as on him as you are, so I tend to stay away from those type of guys just like you do. I understand the, the appeal. Because he is going to probably put up better numbers than his past year, but uh, I don't know. It's quite the risk.
0: Yeah, I just, that's kind of where I wanted your take on it because I don't even know how I truly feel, but it's definitely interesting and definitely going to have an impact on fantasy this year. Oh, 100%. All right. We're going to close this out with uh, two or three each Dynasty watches, just guys with potential to be good down the road this season if the, uh, if the chances work out for them, if they ever got an opportunity or if we're just going to stash him for the future and next year, uh, who is somebody who is on your radar right away for this?
1: Um, Well, I guess I'll get this one quickly out of the way. This is a guy we already touched upon in a different category. I had Josh Giddey in here because he's a little bit younger than shy. And he just seems like he's going to have a lot more of a longevity than shy would. I love shy to death, but I feel like Giddy is sort of a guy you want to build your team around and sort of like help, you know, make his game better so he helps everyone else because he's that type of player. He could help everyone else on the court. Yeah, I mean, no comment because I've said all. Exactly, like giddy up, man. That's all I need to say. I'm basically
0: in the camp of like, I don't even think, I think he's even better than Diamond. Like, get him now. Like, that's, so I agree with you. I just take it to another step forward and like, I love the guy not much. But I think you're right in general and can't hate on the pick at all. Um, Who I am going with right off the bat um, is a relatively known name, not really relevant in fantasy ever before. He's going to start to be relevant this year, but I think this is going to be the last year to get him cheap, uh, and that is Mr. James Wiseman on Golden State for many different reasons. One being, I don't think this team in Golden State looks the same as it does now, as it will either midway through the year or even by the end of the year. I think a either James Wiseman and a a couple other pieces like Moody and Kaminga are moved for another superstar where Golden State is upgrading at the point of, all right, we need to get better. Now we need to go for another title. Let's move some of these guys who aren't necessarily contributing or they
1: move on from Kavon Looney. Eventually. I mean, they might as well. Like he's not the, he's not the answer.
0: No. And Wiseman steps into that starting role and puts up, absolutely monstrous stats either way Wiseman gets moved to a different team where he'd play or he eventually finds a role in Golden State down the line or as a free agent goes somewhere else I think this guy eventually is going to be extremely extremely fantasy relevant and his game shows I mean you're getting a center who hits threes rebounds well blocks well can score has decent percentages there's not much more you could ask for in a fantasy asset and I think even playing 20, 25 minutes per game like he's going to do for Golden State this year, he's going to show why he's such a – I mean, why he was a top pick and why he's going to be so huge if he ever gets the full potential. So I'm having him as, as many dynasty teams as possible, hoping he eventually gets that opportunity.
1: No, dude, I, I love all the Warriors young players. I feel like that's like just like a, a, a match made in heaven for any guy that wants to like not only, just, not only win – but also like just perfect their game because they have such a good system there, man. Like I I cannot believe how well the Warriors are able to develop players, even ones they just signed for a year versus yeah, you know ones that are like veterans or like even their own rookies. It's crazy. Like they yeah. turned they turned like like Andre Iguodala got got lit in in Golden State. Like he was yeah. going crazy. Jordan DeVan, cool. obviously he crazy. Hey 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 don't don't spoil anything and I'm, I'm oh I'm, I'll get there I'll get there I'll get there. Oh. But Andrew Wiggins as well. Well, what? Why, do we, why don't we talk about Poole? Wow. All right, fine. we can talk about Poole. He's he was my <laughs> other pick. He's an, he was another pick of mine in uh, Dynasty Watch. Um, I mean, for obvious reasons, he's was a sixth man of the year candidate last year. Uh, and like whether we believe it or not, the Warriors Dynasty is not going to last forever. You know, Steph, Clay, Dre for sure are going to get like you know older, and you know it's going to it's all good things pass in time or some whatever whatever that <laughs> like wise guy said one time. But um, Jordan Poole is a lot younger than all these guys, and Andrew Wiggins has a fat contract that I don't know if they're going to want to hold on to for, you know, a foreseeable future. Maybe they'll resign him, give him a lesser amount money deal, but I don't think Andrew would really, you know, be on board with that. Regardless, be that as it may, Jordan Poole I feel like could be like, you know, the guy to bring up the next wave of Warriors like success. Not like you know right away. But once the Warriors start actually declining, I think he's just going to be good going on the ups.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as I talked about Wiseman. I do like that pick a lot. Whether he finds a home in Golden State long-term or eventually takes over an- another team when he leaves a free agency or gets traded, I think he's always going to be fantasy relevant no matter how many minutes he's playing. But if he ever takes, like, a starting role somewhere, he'd be, like, a top 20, top 25 guy because he does everything. He shoots it well. He has great percentages, can distribute, can rebound, can steal it. Just a very, very good player. And I like that.
1: But yeah, no. I mean, like the Warriors, they just have something that where like they just develop players into superstars. Like we've seen it three times. Well, two and a half if you count Draymond. But um yeah, no, I uh I guess I'll use this to segue into my next pick no, what do you against?
0: mean that's not how this works i go now come on we've been uh, doing this for like an hour without yeah, i mean
1: i, I dude honestly we, we with the banter going on i just always forget whose turn it even is <laughs> all
0: right i'll go quick uh my next guy is davion
1: mitchell of the second kings you, you really like davion mitchell
0: oh i just love the player i loved him in college i love him in the nba i love him because he sounds like donovan mitchell
1: he's not related guy. to him though he's not i know he's not that's
0: i won't make that mistake again this year uh, but I just do love his fantasy game. And unfortunately for him, he's going to find himself as a backup again in Sacramento this year. He's going to be coming off the bench. Uh, they brought in Kevin Herter to start for them. They also have Malik Monk. So he's just not going to get the opportunity right away. And especially with De'Aaron Fox, the Kings like, are going to go all out to
1: try and make the playoffs, to try and like <laughs> break the curse. Dude, they beat the Lakers by almost 50 tonight. I mean, that was actually... season, preseason, but like, oh my God. Russell Westbrook had to leave the game because of a hamstring injury. Oh, he no. didn't return. Oh, I should have mentioned that when I called him a bust. I didn't even yeah. know that. Uh,
0: but uh, we, we saw a limited sample size of what Davion could do towards the end of last season when De'Aaron Fox got hurt and Davion took over the Kings starting point guard role and he put up elite assist numbers. And not just like good assist numbers, elite assist numbers. Like he was getting 10, 11, 12 a game, averaged about eight or nine when he took over the role. He's one of the best defending point guards in the league. He's going to get you elite level steals. He could shoot it. He could rebound it. He's an aggressive guard, and he'll do everything whenever he's given that opportunity. I don't know if it's going to be with the Kings. I don't know if it's going to be traded for another asset. He could just be another tail. Tyrese Halliburton that they just decide to be like, oh, hey, he's the guy, and they just give exactly. him a Exactly, but I think eventually, either way, they're going to be like, okay, we have to start this guy alongside De'Aaron Fox, worst-case scenario. Uh, so as a guy that's pretty much going undrafted in fantasy leagues, just take a flyer on him, especially in a dynasty league, where you could stash him might be relevant next year or maybe even this year if you're lucky put a pin on him put a pin on him remember he's gonna matter that's for sure he's special
1: yeah he is pretty he is pretty special um all right now it's my turn okay okay all right so my last pick my last player not just for dynasty but for this podcast um is someone who had a lot of hype going into his draft was drafted pretty relatively high uh but now doesn't get as doesn't get talked about as often as other players in his class, but still a really good player. I'm going with Patrick Williams and the Chicago Bulls. So like we talked about earlier, DeMar DeRozan is due for a regression. Zach Levine is good, but Vooch is like, I mean, Vooch is also, Vooch is already on the decline. Like, like DeMar and Vooch are in the same direction. And Lonzo. I you, almost
0: thought about Vooch from Red Boss.
1: Yeah. It's unfortunate because I like Vooch, but like he's not going to be doing that good this year. Um, but uh, yeah, Lonzo is injured right now. Obviously, he's not gonna be injured forever, but like we don't really know how that's gonna fare for him. Considering like like I, not even a month ago, I heard, saw reports they could barely even walk and like 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 stand. And I was like, oh my god, like, Jesus, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was a knee injury or something. But um, regardless, uh, Patrick Williams is a really talented NBA player. Just knows knows a way around the ball. Just obviously doesn't have a lot of opportunities to score and, and put his name up there in the spotlight because he's got you know four other all stars on his team. Well, actually three, and then Lonzo. But like Lonzo is like pretty damn good. um But yeah, I mean Patrick Williams good player. He's young as fuck. All these other guys are like you know kind of in midway or beyond in their point of their career. So uh yeah, I feel like he, he could if he stays with the Bulls, he could do something similar to Jordan Poole where they just take that team. They're on to the next wave of success after, you know, a slight decline.
0: Yeah. uh, I'll be honest. I'm a little surprised on the pick, not because I don't like the player. I actually really like Patrick Williams, but he does seem more like a categories guy when I look at him, because he doesn't score the ball a ton and he does get like your, uh, your off cat cats, I should say. Uh, He gets steals. He gets blocks. He hits threes and has good percentages. He's right up my way class of players. I'm a little surprised uh, in terms of a points league, but he has shown ability to score. And if he takes that next step in his game and adds that, I think his career high in points is probably around 10, if I had to guess. Yeah, it's you it's take, basically that. If he could take that to 14, 15, he's That's exactly a good guy.
1: Yeah. 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 It's all you need.
0: Yeah. So I like that pick for sure, and I—I actually I had him on one of my teams last year for a while because Mm. I I was specializing in steals and blocks and threes, and he just kind of fit my wheelhouse as a power forward. So definitely somebody to watch. Um, did I have three?
1: Uh, The fuck. You have any more notes?
0: I do have some notes. I don't even remember if I said three or not, but I'll close out um with the last couple notes I have before we finish the pod. Um, (laughs) one, the next guy is just chet holmgren i mean (laughs) fucking stash the guy dude this guy's gonna be special this guy's gonna be elite if you're in a dynasty league he needs to be rostered he needs to be drafted like relatively early because that's how good he's gonna be for fantasy so draft chet holmgren
1: that's all i'm saying he's gonna be in a similar position as sangoon in the sense that he's on a pretty lackluster team that has no other center like our other center is mike muscala (laughs) I, i don't think we're gonna be doing much without chet um but you yeah, guys no, I still have Isaiah Roby? I had him as like a sleeper. Oh, actually, yeah, they do still have Isaiah. That was Robey, a bad yeah. pick of mine last year. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Isaiah
0: Roby, starting center for the Thunder. He never started. Dude, <laughs> didn't he start didn't start. Do shit.
1: Thing. I think Al Horford had more success in the Thunder, and he yeah, was there eight. for like
0: half a year. Two days, yeah,
1: yeah. But um, uh, so yeah, that's you
0: know. that was my last guy. Um, and then I just had another little section in terms of dynasty watches. Um, for okay, okay. Well, just something quick. Uh, it's just rookies this year, like rookies that are coming out of this year's draft class um, that I think are going to be incredibly, incredibly fantasy relevant, uh, but aren't necessarily right now and aren't getting drafted in leagues. Um, and I wasn't sure you'd know these names as well, so I thought I would just rattle them all off real quick. If you know anything about them or know about their fantasy games, you can chime in, definitely. But I'm just going to talk one by one first. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, first, Tari
1: Eason. Know anything about him? I no, I actually don't know. See, that's that. why I'm gonna like this section. because I gonna... thought that was just one name, like one full, like <laughs> first name for a minute. I was like, oh, okay, Tari, first
0: name Tari, last name Eason. Um, this I'm gonna love this section of the pod because I'm gonna just spout about these guys. I'm gonna teach them to you, and they're gonna be amazing. Because I watch a good amount of college basketball. That's where me and you probably differ. So I have a little bit more of opinions on these types of guys, whereas. Obviously, you are good and an expert on, like, the top picks because they're all NBA-relevant and NBA players that are going to matter this year.
1: But this is where I could teach you a little bit. So I'm going to talk. I like to wait until they grow up to really see how they do. Exactly. Uh, So
0: Tari Eason, um, he was the Rockets, I think, 16th or 17th overall pick in this year's draft. Obviously, Jabari Smith gets all the notoriety and all the fame for getting drafted high by the Rockets. Um, They're going to be a really, really young team with Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen Green, uh, Alpern Sengun, and Kevin Porter, just a young roster. And with all those young guys, even Jabari Smith, the highlight of the preseason and the highlight of the G League has been Tari Eason. This guy's put up 20 points per game in just about every single game he's played in. And he's an athletic freak. He's a small forward. And he gets blocks. He gets steals at the position. He shoots threes. And he does everything. I don't think he's going to start right away. He's a small forward on this team. And they have two small forwards in Eric Gordon, and Jay Sean Tate, but Eric Gordon starting on this Houston Rockets team at small forward. It can, why is he still there? Exactly. Like, it, why is he still on that team? Simply cannot last that long. And I think whenever he's moved or cut or bought out or whatever, Eason still might not start, but at that point, he's going to be getting serious minutes. So I think he's going to be very, very relevant very, very quickly, if not right away to start the year when he's only getting 20 minutes. So he's important. Our next one and second one before we close this out, uh, is Mark Williams out of Duke. That's a name you might have heard of. He was Duke's starting center uh, in the March Madness tournament last year. Yeah. Nothing special out of this guy, but he was drafted by Charlotte, and you went into how bad they are in terms of front court depth. Yeah. TJ Washington's eventually going to go off and take over that power forward role, but the center role, again, I think is still up for grabs. I think Washington is going to get a lot of minutes there. But in terms of, like, the actual, like, starting center, I think eventually Mark Williams is going to take that role. He can play – give you your defensive stats. He can give you your rebounds. I think he can give you, like, decent, decent production in a lot of categories. And he shoots it a little bit, too. So just keep your eye on him. Uh, If he ever, ever gets a starting role there, uh, it's going to be very important. And our last guy, uh, this one you will not know, uh, is Walker Kessler. Uh, I do know that name actually. Ooh,
1: oh, wow! Oh, yeah, how do you I know, know about Walker Kessler? I don't. I, I don't know. It's just one of those names that started floating around, and I was like, Walker Kessler. That's a, that's a name. Like that's that's a memorable name. That just sounds like an athlete. I love it.
0: Um, he was Auburn's uh, starting center last year. He played alongside Jabari He's Smith. Like the
1: centers, this this class I see. Jake, you know Jake G. Jake G. Lee. Yeah, you know
0: definitely. me. I I love my big men I love yeah. my guys who get blocks. And boy, does this guy get blocks. While I'm talking about this guy and giving you a task, Uh, look up how many blocks he averaged for me last year in
1: college. In college, Uh, okay.
0: Yeah, Walker Kessler is the name. Um, Walker Kessler was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves this year, and he was in the Carl Anthony Towns. Bro, four blocks a game? Four blocks a game. Four point six, dude. That's crazy. Um, And he was drafted by the Timberwolves and was in the Rudy Gobert trade. What do you think he's going to be? I think he's going to be the future replacement of Rudy Gobert. Dude, Walker Kessler <laughs> and Jordan Clarkson are about to light shit up in Utah. <laughs> uh, right away, Kelly Olenek is actually going to be starting for oh, my Utah God. at center. So God, there's dude. no way Walker Kessler is going to be right away a fantasy force to reckon with. But as we all know, Kelly Olenek is not there for the walk. Kelly Olenek sucks. <laughs> exactly. And eventually they're going to move on from him. And eventually Walker Kessler is going to take over that role. He's somebody I have in my watch list on pretty much every team. And he's already on one of my dynasty league teams. I got him in a rookie draft. I think he's very, very, very integral to the future of that organization.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean. (laughs) Dude, are you kidding? Four point.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, he's Damn, not dude. he's not gonna be very good on offense. He's not like a who good gives a, who gives a
1: crap. Like, he's give me those wide. He can just it. stay on the other half of the court the entire <laughs> game.
0: Yeah. That's that's the last guy. He's amazing. And I was, was on the podcast with him because I loved him in college. I, I, I said it to a couple of my friends a few times. Like I'd watch Auburn games and be like, Fuck Jabari Smith. Like I like this Kessler guy. think <laughs> this guy's awesome.
1: Do you think uh do you think Kessler will be better than Chet? No, no,
0: no, no. In terms of shot blocking, yes, but that's it. Like Chet, okay. Chet can Chet could actually score. Like this guy yeah. is not going to be scoring the ball for you. Uh, he might rebound a little bit better, but Chet, I mean, Chet will get you steals as well. Chet will give you all around game. I wouldn't touch him in terms of that level. I mean, there's a reason I think Kessler went like twentieth in the twenties in the draft, and Chet was the number two pick. Like there's a difference. Uh, there's levels to this, but it makes sense in terms of a block specialist. Kessler is your guy.
1: Block specialist, man. <laughs> the Steve special.
0: All right. That will do it for another edition, another year of our fantasy basketball preview.
1: Jake G league. Thank you for joining me tonight. Yeah. it has been a pleasure, you know, nothing else I'd rather be doing at three 30 in the morning. <laughs> it's crazy. The, the times I record this
0: podcast are yeah. absolutely nuts, but uh, yeah, thank you again for joining me. Maybe we'll try and have you on at some point throughout the regular season instead of just doing this once a year.
1: Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> um, wouldn't be opposed. Perhaps.
0: perhaps. All right. So, yeah, everyone out there listening, thank you. Uh, stay tuned at Hoot Fiends Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and all that jazz for everything that is dropping uh, the NBA season as this episode is coming out is tomorrow or the next day or close it's, I don't know. it's
1: next tuesday
0: well yeah but this pod's not going to come out till like monday so oh, okay so yeah tomorrow yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah tomorrow mba's tomorrow maybe tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, like, no.
1: tomorrow that's
0: crazy uh maybe even today i might drop this on tuesday before oh so oh, who knows It's crazy so, so NBA is really really right around the corner um so the regular hoot Fiends podcasts are gonna start dropping uh we broke on um, the season previews that we will be debuting steve's sunday size up uh sunday weekly podcast where i'm gonna hop on the mic and just talk about everything that's going on in the week preview the week ahead talk some fantasy talk some gambling it's gonna be a personal little thing might have some guests on it sometimes might not but just to have the hoop beans podcast network kind of flowing sometimes the basketball networks lacking a little bit because we only record our general pods maybe once every other week so now you got weekly hoop beans content to go oh, along yeah. with the weekly Football Fiends content. The network's grow and The network's growing. the content along. never stops. It's, crazy, crazy it's an stuff. empire. So thank you, everyone, again, for listening. And stay tuned for all that. And until then, we will see you guys next time.
1: With another episode,
0: they come in with the ideas, their opinions, and straight facts. you are listening to another episode of your favorite
1: show, Little